Welcome to Divorce at Altitude, a podcast on Colorado family law. I'm Ryan Calamea. Each week, along with my business partner and co-host, Amy Gosha, or an expert, we discuss a particular topic related to divorce or co-parenting in Colorado. In addition, we have created a short series of lessons that will take you through the legal process of divorce and answer your questions from simple to complex. Divorce isn't easy. The end of a marriage, especially when children are involved, brings a great deal of loss and change. We hope these practical tips and insights will help you on your journey to a new and better life. This is a how-to episode on how Colorado determines spousal support or maintenance in a divorce involving high incomes. Now, maintenance can be one of the more significant financial considerations in uh, divorce. And if you've listened to my previous episodes explaining what is alimony, then you will remember that we determine maintenance after we divide property. And I'll get into that a little bit more. The other episode that where I talked about the Colorado maintenance guidelines and the formula is also important. And you should check that out because you'll remember if you listen to it, that the guidelines and the formula, they do not apply uh, by law when the combined incomes are above $240,000 a year. If Eric and Melanie Wolf, our hypothetical divorce clients, uh, are going through a divorce and Eric makes $500,000, then the formula, the guidelines, uh, are not supposed to apply in a Colorado divorce. But that's overly simply simplifying uh, things because when we're dealing with high income uh, scenarios, uh, things get often a lot more complex. And indeed, because the high income, if it was over the period of uh, a decade or uh, several years, uh, then there's also going to be probably some significant assets, but there may not be. But we need to get into the other factors that apply for Colorado uh, spousal support uh, awards in a divorce. Just as a reminder, uh, some of those things can be the age and health of the parties, the length of the marriage, the standard of living during the marriage, and the contributions to the marital estates. If we're talking about Eric and Melanie Wolf, and they've only been married for two years, then we're probably not even going to be talking about maintenance. Or if we are, then we're talking about uh, maybe just a short duration. But uh, we also really need to hone in and on high income cases. The standard of living uh, takes on even more of importance than in the formulaic scenarios where people are making less than $240,000. And the reason is because the standard of living it can really vary. And Warren Buffett is a, a prime example. So for listeners that may not know, Warren Buffett is one of the uh, wealthiest uh, people in the world. And he has a famously Spartan or simplistic lifestyle. So even though he is a multi-billionaire, his standard of living is fairly low compared to his income. So we're not going to really look at his income in Warren Buffett's scenario or if he was to go for it with a divorce. We really look at the standard of living. And so when we have scenarios where people traveled extensively, they went shopping, they ate out, and they lived a fairly rich lifestyle, that's going to be in a different scenario where Eric and Melanie Wolf, if Eric is making a million dollars a year, but they have a very limited or Spartan lifestyle, that's going to drive the determination of maintenance in that 
scenario. But we really are going to start looking at what are the assets that Melanie is going to be awarded in a scenario of a divorce between her and Eric. And if those assets are sufficient to provide for her reasonable needs, then we're not even talking about spousal support, even though Eric's income could be significantly more. It could be $500,000, but no spousal support is actually awarded. And that's because Melanie could be awarded substantial assets that generate dividends and income or capital gains or rental income that provides for her reasonable needs. So that is, those are the various factors that we're going to uh, get into. But indeed, it's not as simple as just plugging it into a formula uh, and uh, you know submitting it to the court. There's other factors that we can get into, uh, and taxes can play a significant role in the calculations. And going back to Warren Buffett, he's famous for saying that his secretary actually pays higher taxes than he does, and that's based on a proportional uh, level. And that two hundred and forty thousand dollar threshold that I mentioned earlier for the formula, the reason is taxes is primarily why anyone below $240,000, the impact of taxes isn't as variable as in higher income scenarios. And that's because there's different tax rates for capital gains versus other things. You also oftentimes when you're dealing with high income cases, you're talking about people that are often self-employed and the determination of what actually their income is becomes a lot more complex. We'll have other episodes that explains income and in particular self-employed individuals and how the that Eric's income is determined when he's self-employed. But for now, the takeaway of this episode is that the maintenance guidelines do not apply for any uh, scenario where there's $240,000 above in combined income. And we're really going to start looking at the factors in much more detail and the standard of living is going to be a significant factor in that scenario. So we're really going to look at what Melanie's reasonable needs are compared to Eric's ability to pay spousal support. And that only occurs, that analysis, after we figure out what are the assets that are Eric and Melanie's separate property after the divorce. But hopefully that is helpful for you to understand what happens to spousal support in high-income divorces in Colorado. Thanks for listening or watching this short lesson on the Divorce Altitude Podcast. If you found this helpful, please leave a review or share with a friend. It does help for others that are going through or thinking about a divorce in Colorado. If you want to find out more information, please visit kalamea.law or divorcealtitude.com. And that's K-A-L-A-M-A-Y-A.law. Remember, this is educational information. It's not intended to be legal advice. Please consult with an attorney about the particulars of your case. We're happy to answer questions. Feel free to give us a call at 970-315-2365.